0: the one who loves us, the one who loves us unconditionally, the one who loves us daily. Amen. But the truth is this, many people live at arm's length from the Lord and his love. In in our Western Christian society today, many who would identify themselves as Christians, uh, their relationship, their connection to God, it is formal. It is distant. and matter of fact, some would even say it's shallow. Yet, God not only rules and he reigns over us as the all-powerful God, He also came down into our world to dwell with us personally. Personal. I can't even speak those words in the context of thinking about faith without knowing that our God is a God of love. The God who wants to have a personal, ongoing, intimate relationship with each and every person. The God who indeed has done just that. The God who wants to have us daily experience and live in Christ love. That's our personal God. Listen again to these words of Jesus in our reading from John, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And that's what I want to be. I want to be a friend of Jesus. I want to be a friend because that word, that term, connotates the relationship, the intimacy. That not only does he know me as the one who made me and rules over me and all of that, but as one who truly loves me. And likewise, I know him, I love him. I live in that relationship. That's what I pray, and that's what I want each person who walks through the doors of these buildings. That's what I want everyone who comes onto this property to experience, the friendship and the love of a personal, living Christ. Yet life is full. There are so many distractions, so many responsibilities, so many challenges, so many trials and hardships that we lose hold of living daily in Christ's love. Romans 8 addresses these realities saying, from our reading today, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? And then Paul went on to further address death, demons, powers. This life comes at us and we can seemingly forget about or lose hold of experiencing and living in Christ's love every day. So what can we do to continue to live in Christ's love every day? What can we do so that, you know, experiencing Christ's love again is not this one-time event, whether it's in our baptism, whether, you know, it's through some, you know, significant period when he revealed himself of being real to you and loving you. What can we do to continue daily to live in Christ's love? Remember and return. From our reading of Romans, verse 31, if God is for us, who can be against? Come on, listen to these words. He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. We need, I need to daily remember this is how much God loves me. It's how much he loves you, and it's how much he loves all people to daily, in the midst of whatever's going on, go rushing back, remember, and turn again. And how else? Stay rooted in the word. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, remain in my love. If you keep my commands, the whole teaching of God, basically, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. Yeah, for many of us, it was, you know, a reading of Scripture, like it was for Luther, some 500 years ago, finding reading that word that he was confronted with a very personal, loving God, not a wrathful God, not a God you know, of anger, not a God who would reject him and crush him and beat him down, but a God who would love him and meet him right where he was and love him, and he found it right here. You and I know well that Luther didn't then put this aside, saying, well, I experienced that, I'm done with that, now what else? But every day, every day, for hours, that's where he went, where we should be. Verse 12 says, how do we remain in his love? Love each other as I have loved you. Isn't that interesting? The way that you and I treat one another, the way that you and I love each other is part of how we remain in his love. My parents were together for 70 years. Married 58, but classmates, dating, the war, married. This is how they lived. In the joyous celebrations, in the losses and the crises, in the house fire, in the death of loved ones, in sickness, and in death, love as I have, one another as I have loved you. And in death, uh, just you know, thinking recently on the anniversary of both my uh, dad's uh, death, I was thinking. My brother John had a, a very insightful thought as we gathered after my dad's funeral. He said, you know, when, my, when our dad said, till death do you part, it wasn't until mom died. It was until both of them were gone. That's why until he went into the um, assisted living facility, every day he was at the gravesite. It was just one way he could, at least at that point, say, I love you. Love one another, sacrificially, without ceasing, as I have loved you. It's One more of those ways in which we uh, love one another. Let me say something. Don't know how many pastors would, but I will. I need you. I need you. I need your love. I need your encouragement. I need your accountability. You and I, we each need this. We need to be pointing each other toward and helping each other hold on to this personal, loving, living Christ. How else do we daily live in Christ's love? Maybe we need to pray like David in Psalm 27, verse 4, where he said, One thing I ask, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You know, David was in the midst of uh, his own personal struggle. It talks about something devouring his flesh. It talks about the enemies that attack him. They were attacking the, the people of God. He was the one who was leading them. And we know that David was like this with God. But notice what David did. This man had his priorities straight. He didn't say, Lord, would you just wipe out you know, these enemies and free us from you know, their distraction and harassment? Would you just heal me? But instead, he said, one thing I ask, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord Forever. Talk about having priorities straight. Asking to live in and experience God's love forever. Every day. And This reminds me of the Apostle Paul when he said in Galatians 2, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So sometimes, you know, you'll wonder... If you're like me, you'll wonder about how can you love that person? How can you love them after they've done that? How can you love people who attack, you know, and whether it's you personally, whether it's our, you know, country or, you know, in a church that maybe is in conflict, how? I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Love. This life, its hurts and failures, they can be hard on us. They can tear us apart. They can take away our joy and our efforts to daily live in Christ's love. And all of you sitting here have experienced this. Friday night, I had uh, written a, a rough draft of this, and I'm walking around the neighborhood with Martha, and, and she said, So, how's it coming? Because she knew it was a full week, and she knew yesterday was a full day, and and I said, well, I got kind of an outline, but I'm wrestling with illustrations. And then we started talking, and, and I, my, my memories took me back some, oh, nine years ago. Thyroid problems for Martha, thyroid ectomy, in the midst of diagnosing, finding the brain tumor, in the midst of that being laid off from her job teaching at St. John Lutheran, And I remembered there were several occasions I would come in and she'd be lying in bed in one of these massive headaches, and she's like, James, I can't even pray, much less even imagine picking up the Bible or a devotional book and reading. And yet, my dear friends, in the midst of her being overwhelmed and worn out, God never left her. She may have been unable in the midst of everything to feel like she could go to him or pray or just get the words out. But what she found out is that he never stopped loving her or holding on to her even reminding our whole family of what it says in Hebrews that He now intercedes on our behalf before the Father's throne of grace. Hmm. Oh, isn't that awesome? Not my prayers, but Jesus Himself goes to the Father. Here's the truth. Life can be hard, and it can distract us from living in Christ's love, but it doesn't change God. It doesn't change what he's done, and it doesn't change what he's still doing for you and me today and every day. So yes, when we remember that he will not let us go, when we remember that he has called us friends and holds on to us, then we remain. So he says, remain in my love. But why? Well, listen again to verse 11. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Maybe it's like King David's prayer of confession after his sin with Bathsheba and the killing of her husband and all in Psalm 51 when he said, Restore unto me the joy of myself. Thursday, I was again at Anini Hasi, the the girls' camp over here in Citrus County, for girls who are emotionally uh, and uh, behaviorally troubled. As young as 11, as old as 19, after I did my devotion on Thursday, one of the girls last time who I um, got to sit by and just brief conversation, she was last time very cautious, very guarded. And it's not surprising. You, I don't know her specifics, but was it abuse? Was it being taken advantage of? Was it being abandoned? This time after I was done, she came up to me and she said, Pastor, I made this for you. Thank you. From pine needles under the trees, they're on the property. Here's what I saw. I saw her joy in the Lord of living in Christ's love beginning to become real. In some of the movies I watch, they tend to throw out that command, stand down. And maybe some of you who served in our armed forces uh, Uh, Heard that whether truly on the battlefield or in the midst of, you know, some um, exercise or whatever it was, but stand down. These words are used in that moment where the person in charge, usually, you know, a captain or a commander or a general, gives a word that calls all effort to halt. It calms those waiting, you know, to wanting to push ahead on their own power and strength. Lay it down. Give it up. Cease fire. Stand down. Dear friends, there is a creator, a captain, you could say, who has a much higher view than you and I do over life and its circumstances. God sees the good ending to our present circumstances far more clearly than we do. And he also sees the steps that are ahead of us. The captain knows, but you do not. So where are you prone to push ahead? To go it alone and to lose sight of living in the reality and the experience of Christ's love? Well, our commander, our God, he has a word for us today. Lay it down, give it up, Stand down. As the fathers loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. You see, standing down is remaining in Christ's love. It's not giving up, it's giving it over to Him. Stand down. I believe most of us are challenged to truly do this on a daily basis in our lives. Even when I was uh, finally, you know, fleshing this out and writing this yesterday afternoon, late, I was thinking of all I needed to do. (laughs) I was thinking about, you know, the responsibilities and things that are scheduled this week, Uh, a trip and a meeting I'm facilitating in Tallahassee with, Uh, the pastors up there on Tuesday. I was thinking about starting the discipling group that's beginning this week. I was thinking about needing to do some yard work and and some other projects around the house that, you know, are kind of there. Perhaps maybe we need to hear these words again. Lay it down give it up, stand down. It's so easy to have experienced Christ's love once, but then to struggle to daily live in Christ's love. Perhaps you and I then are approaching this all wrong. What if instead of going and flicking on every light and just forging ahead in our own power and strength, we stayed in the dark and waited for His light? To lead us. His command to direct us. Consider these words of Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. My friends, power is not forging ahead. It's standing down. Standing in Christ and in his love. So maybe that's what the Lord is also reminding us of in our reading from Romans 8. We can live in Christ's love by laying it down, giving it up, standing down, because he's already conquered our enemy. We are already victorious. So my prayer... May you daily live in Christ's love, and may your joy be complete in Christ. Amen.